Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate wickedly smart women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Hope Zavara. Hope is a yoga movement and lifestyle expert and the CEO of Mother Trucker Yoga. Over the last 20 years, Hope has transformed thousands of lives and now helps drivers go from being in pain and out of options to feeling good again with her practical approach to fitness and her simple step-by-step strategies drivers can implement on the go. Hope has risen to be a leader in the trucking industry and has been coined for single-handedly bringing yoga to the trucking community. She's been featured on PBS, Forbes, and Yahoo News, and is a regular guest on Sirius XM Radio. And now we are featuring her here on the eight-time award-winning number one internationally ranked Wickedly Smart Women podcast. Welcome to the show, Hope. Thank you so much for having me on. I feel like this conversation is going to be probably one of my top conversations to have here so far this year. I'm excited to be here. Oh my goodness, Hope. Well, I am so excited to have you because you are one of those women that is just incredibly pioneering and, you know, clearly a change agent and a leader and a visionary. So I'm very excited to have you here today. So let's start, Hope, by let me ask a little bit about your yoga background. Were you like, was your mom the local yoga teacher or was yoga something that you got into further along in your journey? I'm so glad you asked that. I always tell people yoga found me. I didn't find yoga. I was struggling with addiction and anxiety and depression as a teen and into my 20s. And I don't want to say my family gave up on me, but I felt like they didn't know what else to do for me. I did all the traditional stuff, the therapy and, you know, the counselors and and all that other things. And it was like nothing was sticking and I was a lifeguard at the time as a as a late teen. And one of my coworkers looked at me one day randomly and said, you look like someone that would practice yoga. Now, full disclaimer, I think that was the first time I ever heard the word yoga, but something in me just kind of tripped. And I went home and I looked for a yoga class in my local area and I found one. I was still living at home at the time. And I said to my mom, hey, I think I want to take yoga. And she said, hey, I did some yoga as in college and I'll go with you. I was half the age of everyone there, but something happened that day in that yoga class. And when I walked out the door and looked back into the room, I felt something I hadn't felt in years. My mind was clear. I was Mm. calm. I was at ease. And eventually that Wednesday night yoga class became my weekly ritual of second chances. And that led me to a yoga teacher training. And that led me to open a yoga studio to build a community. And through that process, I got into recovery and I really was able to dig deep into my own life and kind of the whys. Why was I this way? Why were these things happening? 
to be able to really grow on a deep level. But I was always looking for something more. I felt like the yoga community wasn't where I was supposed to stay forever. Although I made a big impact, I taught on all the big fitness stages. I had a great studio and a lovely community here in my hometown. But that wasn't where I was supposed to be. And then Mm. five years ago, I went to a local business mixer in my small hometown in Wisconsin. And I was talking to a guy and I look at him and I'm trying to like get him to like take me on for my yoga corporate wellness because that's kind of what I was doing at the time. I thought that's what I should do. And he looks at me and says, do you have anything for truck drivers? Like in the cab of the truck. And I think I'm funny sometimes. And I threw up my hands and I said, mother trucker yoga. (laughs) (laughs) Just to try to get a rise out of this guy. He doesn't skip a beat, sticks out his hand and says, that's brilliant. You want to go into business together? We shake on it. He calls me the next day. Four months later, we build a business from scratch. We meaning me. And a year later, I asked him to buy him out of the business. And that was a huge growth for me on a personal level. And these last five years, I've been changing lanes in health and fitness for drivers since. Oh, beautiful. All right. Well, so... So much here. I know, <laughs> so I know. I like, like, oh my goodness. So, so many different exit ramps we could go down here. So I want to go back to like, it seems to me like there was a divine intervention in both cases. In both cases, there was like a divine intervention where you had this friend that said, you look like you ought to do yoga. And then you know, fast forward to the guy who said, do you have anything for truckers? Like who would think Mm -hmm. that's, I mean, such a divine intervention. So I'd love to have you talk a, a little bit in this part about how yoga actually transformed you internally, because I also had a journey with yoga. I got turned on to yoga in 2001 after a skiing accident. And when I walked into that yoga class, Hope, I looked at that woman at the front of the room and she literally emanated peace. And in that period of my life, I was definitely like, every day was a shit show in my life. And and I looked at her and I was like, I want whatever she's got. I don't care what I got. I don't care if I got to turn myself into a pretzel. I don't care if I got to paint my toenails purple. I don't care. I want what she has. So I would like to have you talk just a little bit about that internal transformation that not only allowed you to become who you are today, but also allowed you to leave behind the addiction situation as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for me, yoga, I always told my students and I tell myself every day, yoga is an incubator for your everyday life. And teaching yoga, I got really good at seeing how we behave on the mat, both myself and my students, is really a mirror for how we're behaving in life. When a pose is uncomfortable, people are fidgeting and picking the toenail polish off their toes. When there's something that they don't like, or I'm saying something that maybe hits them in a way that they're not, they're all of a sudden they're picking the lint off their mat, or they have to get a drink of water, or they have to go to the bathroom. And it's like they're trying to, you know, kind of walk around what yoga and life is trying to help them present and be able to deal with. And that's really... I think for me, the game changer for getting into recovery, I was told by not one, not two, but three doctors, best case scenario, I learned how to function on medication indefinitely. 
And I decided that that would not be my life. I did not want to have a family. I did not want to move forward. I did not think that that was my purpose. And so showing up on the yoga mat in a raw way where I was just like, I'm I'm just going to face this stuff, whatever discomfort I'm feeling, it's going to pass. And what I found was every single time I'd come to the yoga mat and deal with my stuff, whatever comes up, whatever I'm feeling, I would have a similar experience in life that was kind of like utilizing what I had just learned on the mat in a real life situation, whether it was dealing with my addiction, dealing with codependency, dealing with anxiety, dealing with the feeling of not being like seen or heard or whatever it was, I was like bringing all that stuff to the mat. And because I was teaching and practicing so regularly, which I think that was probably why I had that piece in my life to help me heal. I was able to constantly bring this stuff up and deal with it and face it. And people that I was coming into my classes were mirrors for me and helping me grow and use my voice that I would never be able to be in the industry I am at the level I am at had it not been for what yoga taught me. And I'm so grateful for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember back early, early in my yoga journey, like when the yoga teacher said, look down at your heart. And I literally burst into tears because I realized in that moment on the mat that I couldn't even look at my own heart. And this was like back in 2001, 2002 timeframe and understood for myself that I was literally out of my like out of my body most of the time. And mm-hmm. And for many people who might be experiencing that, in my case, it was because of, you know, repetitive trauma that I had no idea was even like, yes. you know, running the show. I had a lot of repetitive trauma that was running the show. All right. Let's now talk about pioneering in the trucking industry, for God's sake. my Actually, my uncle, one of my family members, he was a long haul trucker. So I'm a little familiar with the CBs and the and the trucking industry from way, way, way back. You know, here is this divine intervention where was this guy a trucker himself or how, like help us yeah. understand that a little bit. So I, I, for two years prior to mother trucker yoga coming to kind of to to life, I had been praying and meditating and just trying to like clear my consciousness to be able to like, whatever is next for me, like, I don't want to miss it, you know? And I, what the funny thing is, is I was not supposed to be at that meeting. I did not want to go. I just got back from leading a five-day retreat and I was tired and I was exhausted. I went with my husband, he's in local government. And I was like, I know all these people, Brian, that's my husband. I don't want to go. And he's like, just come. Like, I haven't seen you. So we went. And of course I knew everybody except for this guy. And so it's again, like when you listen, like the universe, God, call it whatever you want, is trying to lead you. Like, Mm -hmm. so like stepping into this space, he was in trucking, he was in fuel particularly, and he was at that meeting. Funny thing, he was not supposed to be there either. But his partner said, hey, come up for the night because they were trying to start a brokerage so that we don't have to, you know, you don't have to drive up in the morning. So he wasn't supposed to be there either. And trucking was never on my radar. My dad was a sewer pipe layer. So I have a heart for blue collar workers. My husband's in construction. So I love that underdog. That's how I felt my whole life. So this felt like a natural transition for me. But when he said, do you have anything for truckers? It was like my whole life flashed before my eyes. I, in that 30 second moment, saw how everything I was going to do to build that business, how I was going to build our membership site, how I would run social media, how I would approach this differently from what a little bit I knew that other people were trying to do in similar industries. We did a little bit of research. It confirmed my thoughts and we jumped and I just pushed and pushed for this. And 
a few, I would say six months ago, I'm a regular guest on Series XM and one of the hosts, Tim Ridley, in the interview, in the conversation, he's like, you know, Hope, you have single-handedly brought yoga to the trucking industry and I want to thank you. And I kind of stopped for a moment. I was like, oh, okay, because I'm just the doer. I'm just a jump and figure it out. Like if I see something, I'm going to climb the mountain and I don't think about credit. And that just really kind of struck me like, wow, I am making the impact I have always wanted to make. Mm. I am actually making a difference in a way that will impact millions of people's lives. Like I'm doing it. Like I'm pinching myself. I'm doing it. (laughs) I'm actually in the dream. (laughs) And as a woman in the trucking industry, I normally don't like to play the woman card, but less than 10% of women are in trucking. Even less than that are in leadership roles. Mm. It's a man's world. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I actually like working with men. I feel like I have a good relationship. I know how to hold my ground. I feel like they listen to me. I don't have an issue with that, but it is hard sometimes to get your voice heard. I'm younger than a lot of them. So it's like, who is she? I'm a college dropout. I don't have a piece of paper to flash around at people, but I have grit. I have experience and I have a laundry list of people that I have helped along the way that I can bring to the table and say, I know what I'm doing works. Oh, yeah, you certainly can. All right, my dear, we are already at the break. It comes so quickly. When we come back, though, we're going to talk more, especially I love this idea about the ritual of second chances. And I also want to talk about the whole process of you partnering and then buying out. I think that's going to be really powerful for our listeners as well. But right now we are going to take a short break. Wickedly Smart Women, we could use your help. If you are enjoying our show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. I also want to invite you to that site to join our community and to consider acquiring our book, our best-selling number one new release in six categories book, international bestseller, Wickedly Smart Women, Trusting Intuition, Taking Action, and Transforming Worlds. We got 34 distinctions when we launched the book. The ones I talk about are the top six six number one new release in multiple countries. And so we'd love to have you access that book because it is an extension of the Wickedly Smart Women brand where we are giving even more women a place and a space to share their stories and their inspiration and their uh, willingness to trust their intuition, take action and transform worlds. We are doing another book as well this coming year. We are going to put out a volume two. So if you have an interest in participating and sharing your own story in volume two, please reach out to us at the listener uh, email, listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com and put the word, I want, put the words, I want to write with Angel in the subject line and we will connect you with our publisher. So I do also want to say a huge thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We're welcoming thousands and thousands of downloads from all over the world. We're now up to 108 countries. So today we're going to shout out to our listeners in Wisconsin, which is where Hope is, in Bolivia, and in Latvia. And we will be right back with Hope Zavara. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? 
Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design? A life that is an extraordinary work of art. Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition. Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your Wealthy Life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Hope Savara. You can find hope pretty much anywhere on the internet under the words Mother Trucker Yoga. If you want to have direct connection with her, go to her Instagram, Mother Trucker Yoga. We'll have this for you in the show notes. And you can find out more about her and all the wonderful things that she is doing with her business and supporting and helping the truckers to be better. You know, that's one of the things that you do hope is, you know, let's talk about the trucking industry. The truth is that it is almost invisible, except when we're driving down the highway and we have a big truck next to us and we're feeling scared about passing it, right? It became clear during the pandemic how important the trucking industry is. It is definitely a very hard on the body. You know, these guys are driving hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours for, you know, sometimes two, three, four weeks at a time. Very hard on the body, I'm sure. So I'd love to have you speak a little bit about when the idea came and you said yes, and you jumped into partnership with this guy and you started getting into the trucking industry. Like what were some of the things that you discovered and what were some of the solutions that you were able to bring to these men primarily, like mostly men, let's be real. Yeah. Less than 10% of women in the, are in the trucking industry. It's growing, but it's slow growing. And I guess for me, when I did some research, like real research on trucking, like, is this viable? One of the things that I really recognized is that they are gravely underserved. And the solutions that are out there are really just people slapping gym exercises into a video in front of a truck and saying, hey, you need to work out. Well, if you care about these drivers at all and did a little research, you would see that they're not working out outside their truck. It's not safe all the time. It's not clean. There's not enough space. And quite frankly, a lot of them just don't want to be seen. Like who wants to be seen in a public parking lot where people are coming out in and out, working out, especially if you're not good at it or you're not used to it or you don't look the part, like they're not doing that. And so one of the things that I recognize, I always believe that you learn things sometimes what feels like too soon because it's preparing you for later in life. And so I had done all of these trainings in the yoga and fitness and functional movement world where it's like how to break down things, how to piece things. And that's really how I got into recovery. I was trying to get into recovery, like waking up the next morning and being perfect. And that wasn't working. And then I kind of stumbled into this idea that like, I just need to take it one thing at a time, break it down, focus on one little piece. And even if I slip up, I'm still in recovery. Like that doesn't change it. And so I kind of brought that mentality and philosophy into what I was doing in trucking, breaking down these exercises, making them digestible, talking about mindset, talking about nutrition, but in super basic form. Like every, and I think this is just outside of trucking too. 
when we talk about, let's say, diet, it's such an all or nothing like selling point for people. Like you can't just do, you know, eat more healthy fats. You have to be keto or it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You can't just, you know, eat protein. Like you have to make sure you're like doing grams and grams and grams of protein or like you're never going to make it work. Where in the reality, I'm teaching these drivers one fruit and one vegetable a day counts. Like you, it doesn't cancel out. It doesn't like get eliminated from your body because you ate the hamburger or the bag of Doritos. Like, let's just start there because most of these men and women are starting at zero. Mm-hmm. They don't drink water. They don't eat healthy. They don't move. To ask them to work out 60 minutes a day, even 30, that's a really, really big jump. And I believe this is why less than 8% of people stick with New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. They promise themselves the moon and they can't even get off the ground. And that's really where this kind of premise came with with yoga and and mindfulness and fitness for truckers. And it's stuck. Five years later, I've helped over 200,000 drivers in various capacities, and we're still going. Wow. Amazing. 200,000 drivers, and we're still going. I love that. All right. Let's go back into the business side of things for our entrepreneurial women here in the Wickedly Smart Women world. I am super curious about the whole process of going into, you know, you went into business with this guy. With a stranger. <laughs> with a total stranger. You jumped into bed with a total stranger and into the business bed with a total yes, stranger. Yes. Business um, Tinder. <laughs> yeah, business Tinder. I love that. Maybe we need to maybe, maybe we need we to need talk to offline, Hope, about that. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, so that way, that's a whole exit that, ramp that, that, that we could go. That, that's the next interview podcast here. So stay tuned. Exactly. Exactly. It's, yeah, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole right now. Let's talk about the process of going into business with a stranger, a man, starting it up, growing it, and then getting to a point where you said, I'm buying this guy out. And then doing that, like, if you would like to share a little bit of that story, that would be great. Well, when I was in that conversation that night with him, something in me, when I say something in me just told me do it, Mm. I mean, something in me just told me do it. And that if I walked away that night, not saying yes, I would regret it. Now, funny thing is I'm the balloon in the relationship. My husband's the rock. I'm like the jump. Let's figure it out. Mm. He's like, let's think on it and say no later. And when I looked at him and I said, well, what do you think? He goes, you should do it. He never says that. Mm. Never. And I just felt like that was the right thing to do. I I didn't have like a weird GB about him. And I, I vibe on people pretty easily. I can read people pretty well. I didn't have a feeling like he he was a bad guy. And so we had a great contract written up. I I always tell myself, I'm going to do things right this time with mother trucker yoga. That's always been my motto because Mm -hmm. I made a real, a lot of expensive mistakes when I had, was in the yoga world, a lot Mm -hmm. of bad mistakes I paid the price for. And I'm like, I can't do that anymore. I always bent over for the wrong reasons. And I was the one that kind of got, you know, in the backside. And I thought- call it downward dog for a reason. Yes, (laughs) you know, way too many downward dogs. And so we had a contract written up. I felt like we both agreed on how much money we were going to put into it. I felt really good about it. And I really was the brains behind the whole business model. And we both knew that. He really was the the lead into trucking. It's hard to get into the trucking industry. It's a close-knit family. They don't let new people in very easily. And so he kind of knew the ropes. And so we kind of had split the business. I'll do the creative side, the social media, all the content, all that. You get the leads. You talk to the people. But as time went on, I was kind of doing more and more of the business. And 
I wanted to grow this business. And we kind of had separated, like you keep your fuel company, I'll keep my yoga stuff, like, and this will be what we share. But it became murkier and murkier for me because every idea that I had was something I had previously. It was an idea I had before this. And I'm like, well, I don't want to share this with you, like, because this is mine. And things just started to kind of unravel where it was like, are you really talking to this company about Mother Trucker Yoga? Are you talking to them about your company? And it was starting to get harder to tell, like, was like, was he double dipping, essentially, if that mm. kind of makes sense. Mm. And I just started to have a bad feeling about it. And I felt like if I want to grow, I can't take him with. I, I love he's a great guy. Him and his wife were also trying to have kids. They were doing in vitro like that. That's really taxing financially and also just emotionally. And we were in different places in our lives. I already had already had all my kids like they were growing up. And so a year in actually a little bit less than a year in, I just had this feeling I came to my husband and I'm a people pleaser by nature. And I said, I think I want to buy him out of the business. And that just made me feel so sick. I was just like, oh, my gosh, to disappoint somebody because that's just that was my nature. I did not like that feeling, but I felt like if I didn't, I would regret it. And mm -hmm. so getting on the phone that night and telling him I didn't want to be in business with him anymore, I, I wasn't sure what to expect. But here's the funny thing. He says, well, I don't want to be in business with somebody that doesn't want to be in business with me. We agreed on a buyout because we were pre-revenue and I'm like, I'm not going to pay you, you know, what you want, but I'm going to pay you what I think this is worth. We had a lawyer drop, drop a contract. So there was no coming back that if I would grow this to be the success it was, you can come back and try to sue me or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted mm -hmm. to do it right. Mm -hmm. So I invested in a lawyer, did all that. And funny thing, again, the second I did that, it was like mother trucker yoga exploded. It was like next level. And then I started a product line. I came out with a book. I started gaining partners, no variety. I started doing all these different things. And it was almost just like I had to do that or none of this would have ever happened. Those of you listening, if you ever feel like, why aren't things working? It's probably because you're not doing the thing that you need to do in order to unlock the next door and pass go and collect $200. Like that was such a growth point for me. Mm. That led to so many amazing experiences afterwards. And I'm so grateful for him because it wasn't for him. I would not be here. And I don't take that for granted. Yeah, beautiful. Well, I think the most important thing I want our, our listeners to hear here, in addition to what you just said to them about, you know, if you have a knowing, you have to act on it. I mean, we we wrote the book, Trusting Intuition, <laughs> Taking Action and Transforming Worlds. And ge generally speaking, when you trust your intuition, take action. The first world you transform is your own, right? Yes. But the other piece that I want everyone to hear here is that what the part of you that had to get slayed in that moment was the people pleaser. Oh, yes. And the part of you that had to get slayed in the slaying of the people pleaser, what you discovered was he didn't want to be in business himself with somebody who didn't want to be in business with him. And if you had kept going and turned yourself into a pretzel, I mean, let's talk about yoga, Literal. right? <laughs> turned yourself into a pretzel to keep the peace, so to speak, in this relationship, ultimately it would have ended up, you know, hurting both of you in the end anyway. So, and as a result of slaying your people pleaser, everything transformed for you. Oh my gosh. So. Yeah. And that was really also a part of my addiction. 
I didn't like disappointing people. I would mm-hmm. stuff my emotions. I would not feel because I was worried what other people think. So this was like a next level. Again, everything is connected. Mm-hmm. And that really taught me like, wow, I can use my voice. I, I What I want does matter. And, and that just continued to snowball. Yeah, beautiful. Well, I am so excited that you came to share with us today. Hope we, you and I could spend a lot of time together. Oh, yes. Maybe we oh, ought to yes. get a truck and go cross country. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you think of the show by sending in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks mm-hmm. for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a mother trucking wonderful woman. <laughs> Woo! Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.